Welcome to the 104 Sports Report, hosted by Alex Brooks and Brian Burroughs, the main source for Oswego sports, a member of the Oswegonian Multimedia Network. Let's get into it. And welcome in to Season 6, Episode 0 of the 104 Sports Report. Yeah, you heard me right. It's Episode 0. It's a little updated. It's Episode 0 because new year, new season, but doesn't count as the official start until the two of us are back at school. But we're going to give a little update as the team's been playing in the last about week, week and a half. But first, Alex, how's your break been? How are your holidays? Oh, Brian, it's been really fun, really fun. Just getting a little bit of work in just at home. And then obviously I went up to uh, Oswego this past weekend and got to be a part of the best Western Clarion Oswego State Hockey Classic, (laughs) all four games, helping out WTOP 10. It was a great it was it was a really great experience and a great way to end the new year. How about you, Brian? It's been good. You know, I've been keeping busy at home. I wish I could have gone up, but for me, it's a bit more of a drive, about six hours to get out to Oswego from where I live. Right. So didn't seem the best idea just for a couple of days, but maybe next year for me. But let's get right into things. The ice, as you mentioned, the best Western Clarion Oswego State Hockey Classic men's hockey team first. Took a win in game one, beating St. Anselm 6-2. Alex, you said it. You were there. What did you see? So I was working camera, so I was camera three. If anybody who's listening is a part of WTOP 10, I was camera three. So I was not near uh, the press box. I was the one who was off. Like Once you walk in, you'll see that one camera on the left. That's where I was. And what I saw from... Oswego in the St. Anselm game. Originally, I was like, they kind of were playing down to St. Anselm to start the game. It was it was a little bit of a shock being the number nine team. They were they were down one nothing uh, as in the first like five minutes. Um, St. Anselm was able to score, but then Oswego was just able to get two other goals, and then it just became all Oswego in the third period as the goaltender for St. Anselm, Nick Howard, just had a really bad period, giving up four goals in that third period to seal the 6-2 victory for Oswego. But, you know, they were kind of playing down to their competition, but then they showed why they're the number nine team in the next two periods. But, yeah, it was was interesting to see. And then – you know, it was a good win for them, but obviously you got to not really play down to a St. Ainsley team, especially in your, uh, in your home field. Yeah. You know, just looking through the box score, I can see a big game from Noah bull, three points, big game from Matt McQuaid with two goals himself. Well, I love to see that from the guys really stepping up to play in the big game, but I don't think this is the game that either of us are really looking to talk about oh, with a big win. On the other side of the bracket, the Adrian men's hockey team, number three in the country, one of the reigning national champions, won their game, and it was Oswego versus Adrian. New Year's New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, Play. New Year's Eve. Yep. And wait, was that a game? <sighs> Brian, that was a game. I was 
I was directing that game for WTOP 10 and oh, Oswego was able to get out two nothing against number three, two nothing and oof, penalties. The, the number one thing Oswego is going to take away from this game is penalties because there was a lot of penalties for Oswego. I have to scroll all the way down, like literally like, like two pages on this Oswego athletic um, box score here, just to see how many penalties there were, especially in that third period when it got very chippy. Um, There was a lot of boarding. There was also a five minute major by Connor Sleeth that just really put, and it was like one of the, it was like five minutes and 40 seconds left to play in that third period. And then Connor Sleeth with a five minute major contact to the head, which allowed Adrian to just take advantage and just um, being able to work with uh, a five on four and be able to get that last goal and (laughs) escape the Oswego classic with the first place title. So, yeah, that's tough. I know what we're looking at the same page here and it is an absurd amount of penalties and it's for both sides, but Adrian eight power play opportunities scored three, all three of their goals on the power play. You're never going to win a game like that. You can't do that, especially versus the number three team in the country. They, they, you said they took a two nothing lead. It's like they, they come out, they come out of the gates firing and then I don't know. They took their foot off the gas, or like you said, it was just too much chippiness, too much contact, and they put themselves in a bad spot, and they couldn't keep it going. And that hurts. That hurts so much to see this team. A win versus Adrian would have been huge for the the normal poll for the pairwise rankings. It would have been insanity to see the Lakers probably jump four to five spots, but yeah walk out with a loss and I think they haven't won their home classic in what four or five years now yeah I feel like it's been since either 2019 or 2018 was the last time they won their home classic and you know from this game it was very controversial I would say especially being in that control room and listening um to shout out to Jared Wakefield and Kyle Spizak on the call uh, there was a lot of questionable calls from the referees during that game. It was very, um, you know, with the obviously the five minute major and just a lot of it, it was a lot of penalties and a lot of questionable calls that could have went either way. There were some on Adrian that weren't called for um, for Oswego's potential mm-hmm. benefit, but you know you can't be do you can't be you can be physical but you can't be too physical where it's going to hurt you. And it did here with Adrian escaping with two wins at the Deborah F. Stanley arena. So, yeah, that's, that's tough. You hate to see it, but the Lakers, anyways, the, the, a poll, the new poll came out, USCHO poll and the Lakers, despite the loss jumped up when I think the committee probably recognized the fact that, they played hard. They were they were beating Adrian by two goals to nothing at one point. They destroyed St. Anselm. So I think the committee kind of recognized the play they had. They, they got a 
one spot bump up to number eight, I believe it was. Um, but either way, we move on to what's coming up for the men's hockey, which is another hockey classic, the Comfort in Complex Winter Classic in Plattsburgh, where they take on first Potsdam in the game one with Plattsburgh playing on the other side of the bracket. But I think both sides are expecting to see each other going into the game, going into championship game. You never know. I mean, Plattsburgh does have a went does have Wentworth, so that I don't think Wentworth is the best team. But you never know what happened. It can happen. It's hockey. Plattsburgh is definitely not on a hot streak right now. They've lost a few here and there, but first it's Potsdam team that gave the Lakers a little bit of trouble earlier this year. But it's going to be an interesting weekend coming up. Another tournament for the Lakers where they get another. They definitely get two games under their belt and potentially two games against SUNYAC opponents that don't actually count for SUNYAC standings. Yeah, and just looking at the Winter Classic right now in Plattsburgh, it's Oswego versus Potsdam that Friday, and then it's going to be, as you mentioned, it's going to be Plattsburgh against Wentworth, and then it's just, it's, it's, you know, whoever wins that game, Oswego and uh, Plattsburgh will be able to play in that championship game, as you said, but it's, Obviously, it's not going to really count for SUNYAC standings because it is a winter classic, but it's, you know, it it's good momentum. It, it's a really yeah. good momentum, a uh, momentum for, you know, Oswego to go in here. Hey, we didn't win this classic here at home, but we have a good opportunity to face teams that we've already beaten this season and be able to get that experience in a neutral site like Plattsburgh. You know, be able to play comfortable in Plattsburgh. So when we do play Plattsburgh, I believe we do play uh, Plattsburgh January it's literally 20th. the ne- literally, literally the next, the next week. Yeah. game. Like exactly. they could play back to back games. Plattsburgh. Yeah. Thirteen day gap in between. That would be insanity mm-hmm. for the rivalry that we have talked so much about on this podcast. Yeah, I remember. I think it was our last episode. I told uh, I told all our listeners that the Plattsburgh Oswego rivalry was back, and you know this game if they face off against each other here in the Plattsburgh uh, Complex Winter Classic, <laughs> it's definitely going to be uh, renewed, uh, especially then, and then also on the twentieth. So it's going to, you know, being able to go into Plattsburgh and play comfortably, hopefully for the Lakers and kind of leave everything that happened at new year's and the Adrian game back in 2022. It's now 2023. Yeah. This is their first, first games in 2023. You got to start off the new year. Right. And I, and I believe they will be able to go in there and they will put a, have a really good success, especially against Potsdam and then also against Plattsburgh or Wentworth. If something happens in that Wentworth game but yeah it's going to be a good uh good momentum for this Oswego team yeah I think hopefully Lakers take both games they win both they don't no matter the opponent in the second game Lakers are probably the best team in this tournament Plattsburgh is ranked they were ranked number they were ranked number 15 fell a few spots in the most or fell sorry fell a spot in the most recent poll or no they fell a few um but 
I think the Lakers are looking as they're going in as favorites. Like you said, leave 2022 behind, leave the tough loss on the last game of the season or last game of like the year, the 2022 year behind and start the year off right with essentially three straight games in Plattsburgh stadium. Yeah. No, it's kind of funny in my opinion. Right. It's, it is going to be, it's going to be very interesting. Um, just seeing if they'll be able to get a lot of, uh, get a good, um, good leg up on Plattsburgh, even if it's not for Suniac standings and then kind of be like, okay, we're back. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> go there, <laughs> win against them. And then we're like, all right, let's, uh, let's go back and forth with each other. It's, it's going to be really fun, but let's move over to the women's hockey. Um, you know, the other side of the ice for women's hockey. And they just wrapped up uh, a game against Amherst. And unfortunately for Oswego, they got shut out. Yeah. Three, nothing, three, nothing at home. First game of the season. Not really what you want to start 2023 here. And it was three goals by Amherst one in each period. That's an interesting, that's an interesting box score. Um, to see Brian that they were able to just get one goal per period and win three nothing. Um, yeah, that last goal was an empty netter. Unfortunately, no Lakers down two nothing late in that game. Hold goalie Lexi Levy. Um, and it was six on five opportunity. Amherst got a breakaway, shot it from about half ice and just buried it, made it three nothing. So padding pads the stats a little bit, but either way, they couldn't score on home ice versus mm-hmm. what the number four team or number five team in the country. Mm-hmm. So not, I mean, Amherst isn't, and obviously they're really good. They're number five. You don't want to get shut out, but can't expect, I don't want to say you can't expect too much, but a three, nothing shutout to the number five team in the country. Isn't the worst result in the world. It definitely could have been worse though. I do think it will affect their, standings in the poll the next poll whenever that comes out because it's been it's been about a month or going to be about a month since the last poll comes out came out yeah and um yeah it's been exactly a month since their last game too so it could be yeah a little bit of rust and a little bit of just kind of like we haven't played in a month you know it could it could be a little bit within um themselves you know they their last game was against Plattsburgh that they lost three to two, which was who that was, that was definitely a heartbreaker for them because there was definitely um, some momentum. If they could beat Plattsburgh and Plattsburgh would be able to lose two straight, which is unheard of. I mean, they lost that one game, but um, against Cortland, which was insane snapping that streak. But anyway, yeah. um, Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's a little bit of rust, that they have right now. Um, I'm not really too worried about that Amherst game. I know it was, it could have been a good um, start to the new year and it could be good to, you know, up them in the uh, polls, but, you know, we go to the next couple games here in SUNY Potsdam, January 6th, this upcoming Friday, this is a game they got to have. It is. Yeah, you're very right. It's, it's a game that they lost in Potsdam in just in their third game of the season. It was, just, it was their opener of Newell play. They went up to Potsdam and they took 
at the time was their third straight loss after the the Adrian sweep when they came to Oswego. But I don't, I think they're, this team is very different from where they were three games into the season. And they're playing a lot better. They're playing tougher. I don't, like I say, I don't, I'm not putting a lot of stock in this Amherst game. They're coming off a month break. So it, you can't, I wasn't thinking they were going to do like out, like I wasn't even saying the way they play against Plattsburgh, where it was super tight. But now going into Potsdam, you have to turn things around. You have to keep, get back on the winning bus. So. I don't know what the winning bus is, but I like yeah, the, I like the winning bus. The, the winning bus. That you got to ride the winning bus. I mean, yeah. uh, you got Potsdam and Canton. I mean, this is two conference opponents. I mean, we've we've talked about it before here plenty of times in Oswego Athletics. We've seen that we Oswego Athletics has some teams have this mojo. I guess I'm. We're, we're, we're not really doing well on words today, <laughs> but um, have this uh, mojo that they win against out of conference. And then once the conference comes, they can't seal the deal. So with Potsdam and SUNY Canton this upcoming weekend, you know, you lost three, nothing against Hamhurst. Amherst, excuse me. You got to put that away. You face two of two new opponents. Got to at least take one, two, one, yeah. two would be great. But you gotta at least take one because if you don't take any of these games, you go into Utica that next Tuesday and you're zero and three to start the year. And that is, and especially with Plattsburgh, January thirteenth and fourteenth that weekend, you do yeah. not want to go into Plattsburgh without any momentum. Yeah, I mean, especially that, like you mentioned, Utica ranked opponent. Obviously, Plattsburgh is one of the best teams in the country. Like. Starting that January 6th Potsdam game, it is five games in eight days. That is a very tough stretch. And especially where you're ending that stretch in Plattsburgh for a doubleheader. This is going to be a week of attrition for this team. But if you start it right, you start it with back-to-back wins at home versus two teams that you know you can beat. You beat beat Potsdam in the past. You beat Canton already this season. It's a revenge game a repeat game, and then you get a couple of days before Utica and then a couple of days before you head up to Plattsburgh, you have to start it right. And if you start it right, that momentum can very well carry through. They played Plattsburgh t- tight at home. You, they very well could do it on the road as well. Yeah. And it will be interesting to see if they can do it. But for the latest on campus news, Oswego Sports Takes and the latest information on the Oswego State hockey teams, head over to the Oswegonian Multimedia Department. Each week, the group releases more podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. For more information, head to the Oswegonian podcast page on the Oswegonian website or the Twitter page. So, Brian, we're going from the ice in the Deborah F. Stanley Arena over to Max Seal, but they weren't a Max Seal. Um, no. They were uh, taking part in the Utica University tournament here for yep. the men's basketball team to start out, and they faced off against Adrian, and they lost three to two as well. 
Oh, excuse me. No, I am looking <laughs> at something wrong. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, they didn't. I was like, I don't think they faced Adrian. I was looking no. at the wrong thing. My bad. <laughs> no, so they had Emmanuel College yeah. to start the tournament. Big win, 89-63. They had 50 points in the first half. Jeremiah Sparks, 20-point game, 17 from Devin Green, 14 from Akee Anderson. Very well-rounded team performance. Good way to get back from the break. Um, they had a, about a two-week two week break from a win up in Plattsburgh. They've already, they did their North Country swing the weekend we went home. <laughs> um, and they're on a four-game win streak, um, five-game win streak coming off that Brockport loss. <laughs> I can see you're still recovering there from that. But uh, it was, no, it was, they're, they're hitting their stride here finally. They had a tough stretch. The Naz loss, <laughs> the Brockport loss in three, in two losses in three games for them. Turned it around, though. Five straight wins as they head back into conference play and get Portland on January 13th in three games time now. So yeah, they're, they're in a, they're in a good spot. They're in a good spot. And I have no idea what I was looking at. I was looking at the men's hockey uh, schedule. And even (laughs) if they face, even if they face Adrian, (laughs) there's no way they beat him three, two. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a crazy, <laughs> crazy basketball. I don't know what I was looking at. Thank God it's episode zero. We'll we'll make it up when we get there in Oswego. We're just at home right now. Um, that is, I've had a uh, crazy weekend. So, but yes, in Emmanuel College, yes, uh, Emmanuel College and Utica. It was a good. It was very good for this men's basketball team because. You know, they're nine and two now um, overall, as you mentioned, they're on a five game winning streak and it's going to be, and we got to see this team make strides like they did last year. I mean, obviously they're dealing with a lot of players that are lost right now, um, but to be able to go into this new year and kind of have more games at home, I feel like it was very road, uh, front loaded uh to start so they have a lot of home games coming up especially later in the season and later in january um their first well they have january 6th and january 7th this weekend um yeah these these games actually start a seven game seven straight home games for them yes from january 6th versus buffalo state all the way down to plattsburgh state on january 27th so a lot of home games at the back end of the schedule, which is really good because they are usually dominant at home. Yeah. And to be able to go on, you know, go through um, the, the start of the season on the road, Coach Leon, I heard that he wanted, he wanted to, you know, test his players. You know, we, we made it all the way to um, the Sweet 16 last year. We want to make sure that we can get a lot of experience on the road because obviously you want to have the rankings look better for you. 
but you also want to have that experience at neutral sites and also on road sites because obviously the Suniac might be at home this season, regard like yeah, just um just saying that right now, but on the road for the division three games. Yeah. Saying, once you hit the that, national tournament, once you hit the national tournament, there's not really a good chance that they would have any home games just based on, yeah, you know, they're, they're nine and two right now and they pretty much have to go perfect if they want to do it. And even then I wouldn't yeah. see if even they then. Can... I mean, that loss against Nazareth was huge. <laughs> yeah, the loss yeah. Nine, and and the loss versus Brockport was yeah. honestly just as huge, right? Um, and especially Nazareth is having a really good season. They are, they're a one loss team right now, I believe. So That's I don't cool. think home field home court advantage is going to come in the national tournament like this year. I think again they'll be playing that first round on the road. So and it's and it's, it's gonna crazy be and it's crazy to me that they have to like literally go perfect if they want to be in there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one thing where in other sports, the Suniac has some really good teams. Hockey, obviously, some of the best teams in the country are in the Suniac. Baseball, some of the best teams in the country. And even in like soccer, you have a couple nationally ranked teams. In basketball, it really is just the Lakers. Yeah. Even, I mean, obviously, they started the year at five. Polk came out today. They're still outside the rankings. They're the second team out. And they're still the only team in the SUNYAC getting votes. No other SUNYAC squad has votes to be a nationally ranked program. So I think that is what's hurt. I think that hurts the Lakers even more. I mean, they can be dominant as dominant as they want in the SUNYAC, but the national committee doesn't look at the SUNYAC as like this dominant conference. So I think that hurts them. Mm-hmm. So now they but, have this. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say they have this game against St. Lawrence coming up. That um, actually was today. They oh, That game is me. final. I was going to, oh. yeah. Before, so we'll get to that in a sec. First, they did win the tournament. You mentioned that. They beat Utica 79-59 as well. Good game from Green, Sparks, 18 points each. 16 from Bowman, 10 from Anderson. So, again, another good team game, what this team does. But yes, the St. Lawrence game, their last non-conference game of the season, I believe. Yes, their last non-conference game of the season. They win 78-45. to And it really was, I mean, the other games were spread out scoring, but today the bench really showed up. Aki Anderson led the team with 13 points. But then... Bowman, 11. Sparks, 11. Joey Roback had 11. Sean Edwards had 11. Caleb Cook, 7 off the bench. It really was spread around scoring. The bench was playing a big impact in this game. And so actually, six-game win streak. Heading into this very nice home stretch of games. So, team's riding high right now. Men's basketball is certainly riding high right now. Yeah, exactly. And now that we got the... uh... We're on Zoom right now. We just got the 10-minute warning. Um, so <laughs> we're going to have to wrap this up in a little bit. So, yeah, uh, Oswego able to take it 78-45. to 45. Um, Yeah, as you, as you mentioned, Brian, I mean, St. Lawrence, they go one for 11 on a three-point 
and Oswego going 11 for 20, that's just going to, that's just what Oswego does. And, you know, yeah. for St. Lawrence being one for 11, that's just not going to help you at all. Um, yeah. And a 55 three point percentage to a 9.1. I mean, I, I, I just see that and I'm just like, okay, they won. I don't, I, you can't really struggle on the three point and have the other team pretty much dominate you um, from outside and expect to win. Yeah, so exactly. Um, but I think, as you mentioned, we're running a little short on time here. Let's switch over to the women's side of this year. As they played the other day, took on Alfred a couple days before the new year, 60 to 40 victory. Led again by Carly Leo's 14 points. Shania Iglesias also had 10. Um, but I don't your victory. 60 points is kind of low for this team in these non-conference victories. And they only shot 31% from the field in the game, which is really low for a win. Yeah. Um, yeah, really low for a win. Um, kind of just looking at the box score right now, you see they were, um, from the floor, they were, you know, 31.5%, um, from the floor. That's not really something to be happy about, I guess. Um, and then you just, you just see these numbers. I mean, they were good from the free throw 66.7. That's not. That's not uh, terrible, but you, you just got to see that this team, I mean, it was an out-of-conference. Um, they were able to take a 20-point victory. I mean, you can't really sneeze at that. They're 10-3 and three now overall uh, and 3-2 and two in the SUNYAC. But, you know, this Oswego team, I feel like they have, you know, they're continuing what they did back um, in the fall. They were able to yeah. just – be able to be good uh, against, you know, both at a conference and in conference. I know they're only three and two in the SUNYAC, but you know, that's one of their best records in a while. They, they beat their overall SUNYAC record um, compared to last year. They only won two games against the SUNYAC last year and they were, yeah, it feels like they were dead in the water by the, by the spring just be, uh, not really getting any sort of any sort of wins, any sort of victories. And, you know, Sean Pinkerton has been able to find some people like Carly Leo. I mean, Carly Leo has just rejuvenated this women's basketball program. Yeah, she totally has. Leo, leader of his team on offense. It is crazy to see that transfer even impact transfers aren't usually this outstanding but also quickly looking through the box where i noticed big name missing is diamond Pickett. i don't think i guess she didn't play in that game which could it could be explain the low scoring the low the low output there the low shooting percentage as well she usually is pretty dominant down low missing a big force in the paint there but and i also do want to correct myself i said the basketball team was on a seven game homestand so sorry they are not they have two games before they hit the road again i don't know what i saw we really are <laughs> struggling a little bit here it's okay it's episode zero 
Episode zero. Yeah. Episode zero of season six. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a struggle. We just want to get an update out for you guys. But yeah, Carly Leo is outstanding. She's like top five in the country or top three in the country in three point attempts and three point makes, I think. Like in all of Division Three women's basketball, which is insane. Now her percentage is a little lower. She takes a very high volume of shots, but it works for this team. They win games, so mm-hmm. I, the the transfer has. I can't say anything wrong with this transfer for Sean Pinkerton. Yeah, um, and then now just looking at, I mean, they faced off in December. They faced off on ESPN against Colgate. Um, yeah, which was just interesting to see. I got a notification about that, and I was like, "Wow, they're on." ESPN, I wasn't able to see it, but they got. Yeah, know, 80, I, I watched 80... that game. You did? Yeah, I, I got I got a friend's ESPN Plus password signed into it. Um, <laughs> it was not a pretty game. <laughs> I wouldn't expect. But Di- you know what I want to say? Diamond Pickett played really well playing a Division One opponent. Mm-hmm. She was a bright spot in that game. So yeah. it doesn't. It, they they got blown out, but it doesn't count for anything for them, right? Because they're playing they're playing up. So. Oddly enough, it counted. It counted for Colgate's record, which is just weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, why would it count for them but not for the Lakers? Or like, why? Like, why just have it not count for both or count for both? Yeah. But either way, as far as the Lakers are concerned, it doesn't affect them at all. It's just kind of a way get an exhibition in versus a very a high, much higher opponent. So, right. It was an interesting game, but they did. They were very much outmatched, which is to be expected. Where it's a Division One school playing a Division Three school, exactly. And now that we switch over to the SUNYAC, they're facing Buffalo State and Geneseo as well, um, with the men's basketball team facing off against them as well. So, you know, both it's going to be double headers each game or each day this weekend, Friday yep. and Saturday. Um, Buffalo State and Geneseo for both women's basketball and men's basketball. And then just, you know, riding that momentum in the SUNYAC. We got to see if um, they'll be like, they have a little bit of, you know, those two games. And then they also have these three games against Cortland, Oneana, New Paltz, and then, or Geneseo. They have four, ooh, they have four road games in a row. And then they, that's going to be tough. Yeah. And then they have, um, five home games in a row and then they end the end the season against Brockport and Fredonia on the road. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting if they can keep up the SUNYAC success, because if they're able to do that, possibly they'll be able to fight with Brockport where they lost to early in the season for a potential hosting of the SUNYAC tournament. I'm not trying to go there, but I'm going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to see what goes on there. But um, as we're nearing the two-minute warning here on Zoom, <laughs> we uh, will yeah. probably have to end this a little bit shorter than we uh, expected. So yeah, that will do it for the episode zero of season six. For the 104 Sports Report, a uh, lot of lot of big games this past weekend in to start the new year, and then also just big games today. 
And it's going to be it's going to be fun to see all four of these teams try to compete for SUNYAC playoff eligibility. And yeah, it's going to be yeah, it'll be good end of the season. More. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. But yeah, that'll do it for season six, episode zero. We will see you guys in a couple of weeks when we come back for the semester. We'll be talking about all four of these teams. And we'll be we'll see where they at where they're at when we see you next. So thank you for tuning in and hope you have a great night. See ya.